This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Pentagon is taking new precautions against Omicron. Postal Service leadership is advising employees to be careful about online activity. And the Federal Managers Association chimes in about the NDAA. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. As the Omicron variant continues to spread, the Pentagon is taking new precautions. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. The Pentagon Reservation is extending its maximum telework policy until the end of January 2022. That says the United States nears record cases of COVID-19 nationwide. The Pentagon will continue limiting official visits to the building to only those who are mission critical. Unofficial visitors will not be permitted in the building. The Pentagon Reservation will also extend its policy of keeping occupancy at 40% capacity. The Defense Department as a whole is encouraging employees to get the booster shot as soon as possible and to test for COVID if returning to the office after the holidays. Scott Mossy. Federal News Network. The impact of the Omicron variant is being felt by the Navy. Two ships have seen major outbreaks, but no serious illnesses. About a quarter of the crew of the USS Milwaukee has tested positive for the virus in recent days. The coastal water combat ship is staying put at Guantanamo Bay because of the outbreak. The destroyer USS Halsey, meanwhile, is delaying a move from Hawaii to San Diego. That ship reports about a third of its crew tested positive, but most had only mild symptoms or none at all. A new bill in Congress would require the Defense Department to consider the national security implications of climate change. Congressman Joe Neguse introduced the Climate Readiness Act, which would have DOD submit a report to Congress illustrating how climate change will impact the armed forces. The bill would require DOD to show how climate change might worsen current global conflicts, as well as how DOD might respond to them. The Postal Service is telling its employees to think twice before posting about work online. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS is reminding employees and contractors to avoid speaking on behalf of the agency through social media unless authorized to do so. USPS says this policy doesn't prevent employees from having a social media presence, but directs employees to note that they don't speak for the agency. USPS policy requires employees to have written permission from its social media and legal teams before representing the agency in an official capacity online. USPS warns violating the policy could result in firing or other punitive measures. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Law enforcement officers for ICE will begin to wear body cameras as part of a new program. Homeland Security Investigations special agents in New York City, Newark, and Houston are the first to be required to use body-worn cameras for pre-planned operations. Enforcement and removal operations personnel will also begin to wear the cameras at a later date. Everyone participating in the program will receive training on how to use the devices and upload their data. The agency that oversees Voice of America and Radio Free Europe is addressing holes in its personnel suitability and national security processes. The State Department Inspector General, in a heavily redacted report released Monday, says the U.S. Agency for Global Media was accused earlier this year by its former CEO, Michael Pack, 
of granting invalid access and security clearances to personnel. The IG says the agency has made improvements in these areas since 2018. Its workforce is largely comprised of journalists who do not have access to classified information. They don't like everything in it, but this group goes along with most of what's in the freshly signed National Defense Authorization Law. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The bill, signed Monday by President Biden, gets the qualified endorsement of the Federal Managers Association. The group, representing mid-level supervisory federal employees, says it supports the bill overall, but FMA President Craig Carter says the association doesn't like that it cuts from two years to one year the probationary period for new Defense Department civilian employees. A study of the one-year policy has not yet made it to Congress. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Patent and Trademark Office is set to begin modernizing the end-to-end trademark process. Under an $87 million contract with Accenture Federal Services, PTO plans to apply the DevSecOps process to everything from filing to registration, including attorney examination and adjudication. Commissioner for Trademarks David Gooder said in August that among the first modernization efforts will be to apply automation to areas that cause small pain points. Over the last year, PTO has seen the number of trademark applications skyrocket to over a million in 2021. PTO made the seven-year award to Accenture Federal under GSA's Alliant II government-wide acquisition contract. The Department of Homeland Security has one year to produce a report on critical supply chain vulnerabilities. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Newly signed legislation authorizes DHS to conduct research into supply chain vulnerabilities that threaten critical infrastructure and economic security. The provision was included in the Defense Authorization Bill signed by President Biden this week. It requires DHS to identify critical domains and evaluate how their disruption would pose a threat to homeland security. Lawmakers remain concerned about shortages of critical supplies amid the COVID-19 pandemic. An initial DHS report is due to lawmakers next December. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Defense Department may be missing tens of thousands of cases of hazing in its reporting. A new Government Accountability Office report finds that the Pentagon has only been tracking formal hazing complaints. That means that many unofficial concerns are not recorded. Additionally, GAO says the National Guard does not have the proper channels for collecting hazing information. The Western Hemisphere's most advanced weather-observing and environmental monitoring system launches in two months. The satellite is managed by NOAA and NASA. It's called GOES-T for Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellites and will provide critical data for the West Coast, Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, Central America, and the Pacific Ocean. The satellite is part of the GOES-R series of satellites to create advanced imagery and atmospheric measurements, real-time mapping of lightning activity, and to monitor space weather. Immigration and Custom Enforcement is readying a new cloud competition for early 2022. ICE plans to release a solicitation for a cloud infrastructure hosting contract by the end of January. An acquisition forecast published by Homeland Security shows the contract will be worth more than $100 million. ICE is looking for FedRAMP-approved offerings, but the agency will consider services that don't have FedRAMP approval at the discretion of the ICE Chief Information Security Officer. The work of agency chief evaluation officers lines up with many of the Biden administration's management goals, but a majority of these officials tell the Data Foundation and the American Evaluation Association they're understaffed and under-resourced. 
Three-quarters of chief evaluation officers in a recent survey said they have an office of five or fewer personnel. Half of the respondents say they have an annual budget of a million dollars or less. Only a small share of evaluation officers said they have more than 25 people on staff or a budget of more than $25 million. For more on these stories, go to federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast, I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.